So welcome back to the Evolving Hockey Podcast, sponsored by evolving-hockey.com. My name is Sean, and I'm joined here tonight by the Youngren twins, Josh and Luke. Luke, how are you tonight? I'm good. Thank you for thinking of me first, Sean. <laughs> I know. You. Somehow it's a... always Josh first. I know. I it's know. Everybody, everybody, everybody always goes to Josh first. It's I'm alphabetical. The, I'm, the, I'm the black sheep. <laughs> it's J- yes, I'm JKL, Josh and Luke. You know, that's, that's naturally. And Sean. But Sean so. goes first every time. Yeah. Anyway, okay, sorry. No, how, no, ask me how I'm doing, Sean. <laughs> how are you doing, Josh? I'm doing great, Sean. Sean, I uh, he's told us, and we can hear it a little bit. He's got a little cold, so Sean, thanks for trooping. Uh, you know, being a trooper about this. I'm sorry that you've uh, not been feeling that great. It's it's all right. I'm at like the end of the cold, so really, it's just my voice kind of sounds bad, and everything else is. I exercised tonight, so okay. Like, so you're I've been cleared out, been grinding it out. So yeah. did it affect? Well, and also happy Thanksgiving to you. Did you have a good? Uh, did the cold influence your your Thanksgiving at all? No, I still enjoyed my nuns farts. Your what? Nuns farts. I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's like a Quebec thing, and oh. they're really good. They're pastry. You can look it up on your own time. Oh, I guess. ooh, <laughs> good Canadian. I don't know if it's I want to Google. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like a cinnamon bun type deal. It's kind of okay. like a cookie, and. I, I'm not gonna Google that though. I don't think I want to Google that. So, <laughs> <laughs> if, if, I'll leave it. But yeah, you know, the we did two turkeys. We did one in the fryer, one on the rotisserie. I think the fryer wins. Um, okay. But yeah, and I had ended up just not having dessert because I was kind of full. So yeah, no blasphemy. Dessert. I, I got did compl- watch lions just suck. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it, that seems like that's like more of a Thanksgiving tradition than most things is watching the Lions lose on Thanksgiving, isn't that? Like I feel like I've been doing that since I was a kid. Don't they always play on Thanksgiving? Yeah, so they always play in and Dallas always plays. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they always lose. I mean, when's no, the, they when, don't always lose. I mean, they kind of do though, don't they? Well, they're bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know the NFL. I'm pretty sure the Lions are bad though, right? I don't know. Yes. They yeah. haven't won this year. They haven't won. They're o ten and one. <laughs> See, I knew it. <laughs> oh, poor lions. Anyway, I don't know. We've I've I've been anyway. I've actually funny story. Well, we've technically been baseball fans longer than any other sport. But I was um, football fan before I was a hockey fan, or and I was really not even a, a baseball fan necessarily. I was just a child. But and I, one of my earliest sports memories was '98. Um, when the Vikings were in the uh, what was it NFC Championship game NFC Championship yeah and uh, Sean what you year prob- was this 1998 I don't know how okay. old you would I have was, been Sean I was don't say it don't say it um I would have been likely less than a month old yeah 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 <laughs> it was 98 it was like end of it was like the end it was the last the second to last playoff game in the season right um, and the Vikings were playing the Falcons. Um, in yeah the NFC Championship game and Gary Anderson who I don't know if you've ever heard of Gary Anderson but that year in '98 that was also you you know the, the Vikings team that year they had I think they had it was Randall Cunningham it was Randall Cunningham was their QB but they also that was like Chris Carter and R- Randy Moss like prime Randy Moss on the Vikings and they were really really I think they were like I think 16 and one or something or 15 I don't remember what the 15 hell, and one 15 and one and Gary Anderson had not missed a field goal all year and they were in overtime. And it was tied, and the um, I don't I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I was I, I think we were eight or nine, and in that game, and I was watching with my great aunt and great grandma, um, and Gary Anderson. It came down, they called, uh, they you know, 
they basically put the field goal unit out, and Gary Anderson hadn't missed it all year. They were going to put him out, sure thing, and he missed missed a field goal. And the Vikings then the you know turned the ball over, Atlanta scored, and they lost. And that was one of my earliest memories of, of sporting events, was watching the Vikings lose. And that's basically been the, the um, theme of the Vikings for my whole life. Oh, and so. you said that he hadn't missed a field goal all year, right? Yeah, he hadn't missed yeah. a field goal all year. Anyway, I'm, just to is, emphasize that, yeah. So we're we don't over here in the younger household. We don't really have a good um, experience of watching teams do anything. Uh, I've never watched one of the teams that I root for win anything, a championship or except our high school team. Um, <laughs> our high school basketball team was very very good, and we yeah. watched them both uh, boys and girls teams won multiple state championships. So I did get to watch that, but I'm not really a basketball fan, so it doesn't really feel the same. Anyway, that's a long story. Sean, I'm glad your Thanksgiving was good and that your cold didn't interfere too much with it. And talk about real football. Didn't the Gophers win today? <laughs> Wisconsin? Yeah. They did, right? I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, if I, I got follow... the axe, I think. Isn't that the thing that happens there? I should yes. know this. I mean, I, I, it's an axe. I mean, we're five minutes from the U of M campus. Or Paul so. Bunyan's axe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I should, uh, I should very much know that, but we didn't go to the U, so I don't have that... Uh, I don't know. We went to a D3 school, and yeah. I don't think I went, went to You went to a once. Wisconsin school. We went to Wisconsin D3, and I didn't go to a single sporting event the entire four years I was there. <laughs> so, yeah. I that's, only went to one of mine, so yeah. don't feel bad. Really? Oh, really? They I, cut, I, went to a, I got dragged wrestling. to a basketball game one time. I assume, Sean, you would have been going to sporting events in college. No. So my freshman year, I did some of the ticket stuff. Like I worked in the sports department, uh, the athletics department or whatever. Okay. I'd sell tickets at like the uh, the hockey games. And I may have done another one. I don't know. And then, uh, but so theoretically, yes, I had gone to those games and I would occasionally go and watch the hockey after, like after the second period or whatever, when we'd be done. But um, at one time that was really bad. So one time a girl needed like my sweatshirt and I was selling tickets out, out, outside the rink so i was like here you go and it's like just your regular old rink so it's freezing in there yeah so i gave her my sweatshirt whenever i go about the thing and then she's like on a date with a guy so why the guy wouldn't give her her sweatshirt uh his sweatshirt i don't know (laughs) but whatever so i gave this girl my sweatshirt i was being nice we were friends and then it's like end of second period and i'm like i can't go anywhere and i need my sweatshirt back so i sat in a cold rink for a whole period (laughs) um (laughs) It's like freezing cold in there. It's like notoriously cold. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the that's my athletic experience. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're really a bunch of losers. I know. Over yeah, here with a our bunch college of losers. Sports, uh, sports. It kind of fits the brand, though. I know. Yeah, a little bit. It you does. Know. <laughs> but, all right. Enough about our our prior experiences with sporting events going poorly. Yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, give a, just up front. We should have maybe mentioned this a little earlier, but we are planning to record this episode. Uh, it's going to be a little shorter. It's not going to be our normal full um, 50 or hour minute episode with a break in between um, because we are going to be uh, recording after this and releasing later this week um, uh, the first part of kind of our like a, a primer series that we we're planning to do. Um, that we will, you'll hockey statistics primer. Yeah, it'll be kind of covering a lot of different stuff about um, kind of almost like a glossary type uh, series, but a lot of stuff in there. So this one is just going to be a little shorter, um, and then we'll have it out on Monday morning, and then uh, the set the first part of our hockey um, primer, I guess, series or whatever we decide to call it. I don't know. We're, we haven't talk. even we haven't even recorded yet, so we don't even really know what's going to yeah. be. But that'll be out on Wednesday morning. So um, and we are recording this Saturday night. It is Saturday night because Sean uh, again can't do Sunday night. So we uh, <laughs> we were available at all times. <laughs> You're not. Oh, 
Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. What happened today in the league? Today <laughs> there hasn't been much today. I yeah. mean Today what? the game the first game was at six the regular time, five year time. The Kraken <laughs> won four one. And now we have like our second Oh, the games here. Sabres Red Wings is starting overtime right now. Yeah, well, and that's the other thing. The Kraken have now had a couple really good performances from their goalies, and I'm starting to wonder yeah. if, uh, um, you know, do you think that they're still uh, is Grubauer turning it around? I mean, he had well, it two. was Dre- it was it was Drigger yeah, today. I was, yeah, yeah. But I was but I saying he, that he did well. Oh, Let's, let me yeah, let me no, look I, at the exact goals saved above expected. But I, I think he did. But I saw well. what was it the the game against the Canes? I think was the game that Grubauer had a really good game. Uh, uh, and he I think he had like something like two and a quarter or two point two goals saved above expected. Two point three, yeah. Um, and the game before that against Washington, he also had like almost two goals saved above expected. So we're starting to see a bit of a course correction. I think at least from what our maybe our our prior ex- expectations were for Grubauer and. Um, and they're starting to win, although I think that it's a little um, – I think I, I responded to somebody uh, on Twitter about this, is that it feels like – I don't know if the Kraken are the kind of team that could um, that could really go too far. They're, they remind me of the Wild a little bit. I think I've said this before in that their, um, their blue line and their defensive metrics are too good for them to properly tank or even stumble into a high pick, but I don't know if the team is built in a way that's meant – that's going to do quite – you know, going to go far in the playoffs. If they did, obviously there's a lot of – um, you know, well, did, did Drieger play today? I think so. Yeah, because yeah, he so had a he, terrible he, start against Colorado yeah, today point, on the nineteenth. One point three eight goals saved above expected today. Yep. But yeah. his prior the prior game was negative three point three seven. Oof. Goals. Yeah, I mean <laughs> so that uh, was a that was a rough one. But both goalies, I think it, it it's starting. We had talked about this the last couple episodes, but um, and I think specifically last one with their goaltending. But I think it. At least for me, it's kind of nice to see these corrections when things are going like way out of line, and you start to see some performances that are more in line with what we expect, um, and you start to see the team doing well and benefiting from that. I, I think it's uh, kind of nice to see. So I don't know. I think it makes the Pacific a little bit more interesting when you have a team like the Kraken that's you know starting to play well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I could see the Kraken just flipping everything and kind of coming back. If you wanted to talk about the Thanksgiving standings type of thing, which is yeah. Oh yeah. Before this one, well, Sean, I mean, what, what, uh, Sean was explaining this to us before. Like we didn't know what this was, but if for anybody <laughs> who doesn't know what this is, uh, what, what are you, what are you referencing exactly, Sean? So people are generally speaking, there's kind of this, uh, phenomena, I guess. It's just like first gold scored. We could talk about base theorem all we want. Um, <laughs> where it's like 70, 70, uh, what is it? 77% of NHL teams that are in the playoffs at Thanksgiving will or in a playoff position. Will make or yeah, that are in a playoff position at Thanksgiving will make the playoffs. Which, yes, generally speaking, the best teams will be in a playoff position right now. But I think the the best way to go about it is to use your evolving-hockey.com subscription and go to tools and then team projections and then point projections and and I think that'll give you a better view on the uh, on the playoffs. Could wow, be that's mistaken. Wow, you're you're so right, Sean. What a good idea! No, just incredible, incredible um, idea here. But uh, so so why don't we let's just run through right now through yesterday, correct? Like who is currently um, in that position? So what are the current playoff teams? Uh, or, or Wait, what not... do you mean? Are you talking about the NHL standings? Yeah, I was going to say the standings. Well, it's and then... old now. We'd have to like go to an archive uh, yeah. one. 
Okay, never mind. Scratch That's that. We're not doing that. For, too much uh, work. What's too old work. now? The well, well like the, the, the standings as of Thanksgiving. Yeah, because oh. we've had all our Black Friday games and we've had one game in yeah. tonight. So we far. didn't do our we didn't do our pre podcast work, bro, and got and get our I standings know. back. To, Should through, have taken a, a snapshot, um, but. Uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, you guys were talking. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, we could just look at it right now, though. Like, we what could. are the standings right All now? Right. So it is Saturday. I don't know if this is if, if the NHL's website updates live after each game, like in real time with the standings. It does. does it? Okay. 95% so sure. Well, then that's a little tricky. And too. Make sure you go by points percentage, Luke. Too. <laughs> well, I could <laughs> by Allow- points percentage. We're demanding way too much out of. I know. <laughs> and I don't right. think that they do that. I don't think that's part of it. So you can just go by points. So in the Metro, it's Carolina, Washington, New York Rangers, Atlantic, Florida, Toronto, Tampa, with the wild cards in the East being Columbus and Pittsburgh. In the West, it's Minnesota, St. Louis, Nashville, <laughs> or and the Central. Um, it's St. Louis. Yeah. Okay. Anywho, Mar- and Saint Pacific, Louis. Pacific, it's Calgary, Edmonton, Anaheim, with Vegas and Winnipeg in wild card spots. Yeah. So, and... okay, what were we gonna say, Josh? Oh, I, sorry. We're 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 kind of stumbling over to having to go to different screens here. We're we're not working with uh, uh, you know, multiple screens like Sean is over here. I, I apologize, but uh, so if we look at that compared to the team proje- projections on Evolving Hockey right now. Um, we currently have this is end of year, so where we think our projections, uh, or based on our projections, where team will end um, at the end of the year. And let's go in the order. So, you, why are we doing points percentage? <laughs> what? We're not why doing points it? percentage. No, we're not. Why not though? Because they've all played different number of games. Yeah, it's fine. This is already off the rails. We're just gonna go. We're moving forward on this. We're <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna talk about this. So let's go in the same order that John just mentioned. So in the East we have the Metro. But Currently, Minnesota's played three more games. Luke, in Colorado. stop, okay. Luke, stop. This is end of year. Don't worry about it. We're just <laughs> moving ahead. We're not thinking about this too much. Just forget everything we've said so before. So through this. yesterday, no. <laughs> our point projections for any of the year right now. This is in in order of playoff percentage in the Metro. Our top three teams are the Hurricanes, Capitals, and Penguins. Um, and in the Atlantic, our top three teams are Panthers, Lightning, and Maple Leafs. With the wild card teams being the Rangers and Bruins, but in the other order. Um, Bruins. Bruins. Yeah, Bruins. Sorry, Bruins. 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 Which so who is there any difference there between who is currently in yeah this? the Blue Jackets yeah which we have at the bottom of the Metro still projected yeah uh, and then the Bruins the, the, the Penguins the Bruins oh no Penguins are in a spot right now they are in a spot. they are in a wild card oh. spot the Bruins are not <laughs> I'm never gonna hear the end of that the Bruins are not well that's because they've played 17 games. Yeah. So there you go. They points still wouldn't make it on points percentage, so, though. Anyway, in the east, it, just... it, in the east right now, it looks like <laughs> the the clear, um, uh, the biggest difference on in the east is the Blue Jackets right now, based on our projections, seem the least or the most likely to fall out of the playoffs by the end of the year. That now they've had. And a we good... are pretty certain the Bruins are going to be making the playoffs. Yeah, and at they the end well, of the year. and they're also in a um, well, not I mean, pretty. It, well, if you sort by point percentage, aren't they currently in a? They're in. No, they're be, not. Oh. They'd be tenth in the in the East. Well, they'd be. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. So right now, that's the 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 clear discrepancies of the Blue Jackets, and in the Western Conference, I'm going to read the point projections. You two look at the standings and then okay. look at where it's different. All right, we'll um, do it in, differently yeah. this time. Yeah, so we're a little clearer. The Central, we have uh, the Avalanche, Wild, and Jets. Um, in the Pacific, we have the Golden Knights, Oilers, and Flames, with the wildcard teams being the Blues and the Kraken. Um, 
but actually, no, it no, would no, be no. no, it'd be Blues and Predators because the Kraken yeah. are uh, projected below that. I think if that's still how the wild card format works within the conferences, am I correct there? Yes. Yeah. So who's different? Who's 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 off there? So here's where you get like to the point percentage, right? Because like Colorado is out on points percentage, but they are is out on points, but would be in on points possession at uh, points percentage. Um. So that's like a big difference maker, right? That they're not in yeah. it. And then uh I wanna say that that's the same. Oh, the ducks. So the yeah, ducks, the ducks are a big would be one. out. So yeah, basically you're kind of putting in one team and replacing another and doing some flip flopping around. Yeah, but the ducks right now we still have projected to be <laughs> to end at this in seventh in the Pacific, which is kind of funny given their hot start. I don't and the I, think, I think it's a you problem. I think you don't understand the magic of Detroit Terry. <laughs> I think, well, that's the thing. You know, we kind of, with our point projections, we have, because the way that they are developed in testing, we don't have, um, the player ratings don't update in season just because of the nature of how uh, the projections work. And this is something we probably will look into next year. But the me- the, the metrics we use to predict are, full season priors so Troy Terry for instance his really hot start is not really impacting um the Anaheim's future projections um but then because of like because spar and x-bar are not game by game like day by day metrics like a box score would be so that's kind of a, a a little bit of a downside with that is that sometimes you miss on the kind of really hot stars or like hot players um, or rookies or like, you know, even Ovechkin, for instance, someone like that who who's outside of an aging curve or whatever. Like, it's just going to, you're going to miss on those players. But overall, I think the projections end up being um, a little bit better in general. I mean, at least that was just what we determined. It's, now, there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's a, a lot of different ways you can do this. Because a lot of different ways you can do this. And it's something we'll probably look into in the future. Yeah, it um, is. I was going to say it's pretty funny, though, if you like I'm Troy Terry is having a great year this year, but it's funny that if it's just him for I mean like the rest of Anaheim doesn't look particularly great by our metrics. So it's kind of like you have Troy Terry's got the big long bar on the chart and then everybody else is like kind of kind of short shrunk to c- closer He's got down. the what? He's he, got the, He's got the long the bar. Big bar. <laughs> <laughs> he's got the big long bar on the graph and then there's a bunch of other people that are all Now there's a few other players that are, you know, having pretty good years like is it Zegras? Um and uh uh um but there's also like who else plays for the Ducks? I mean, name yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, name one. So I, Sonny Milano is second. Yeah. In Gar with yeah. 2.8. And, then and he's, Getzlav is third. Getzlav yeah. out of no, off the top yeah. rope. And and Milano and, and Milano is also um, Shattenkirk also is having a much better year than we expected. Yeah. It's no, I don't think that's true. Is yeah, it? it is. Is it? I I thought we projected Shattenkirk to be pretty good this year still, even though he's kind of older. Well, I mean, he was our pick in the expansion draft, so I'm assuming he was oh. fairly well projected. Well, yeah, and then scratch. Don't forget what I just yeah, said. Just yeah. we'll edit that out after the fact. Um, yeah, but Troy anyway, Terry, my, I don't know. my point is that, uh, and we, you know what? When we get into our primer episode on Gar, we can talk about this, or maybe our projections talk about why this is. But doing like partial season value ratings for these things can kind of lead to some very, um, I don't know, interesting and potentially wrong or maybe not as good. Uh, projections, so that's something that we've actually decided, but there are some things that we could do to maybe better incorporate 
good performances. Although, to an extent, if you look at like Troy Terry's season this year, and I'm, this is no shade to Troy Terry, Sean, to, before you start to grimace uh, with, <laughs> at me, I'm just saying that a performance like this in a short amount of time, a model would say is probably not going to continue like this in the future. It's probably going to bring him back down. Now, granted, he is he. We did project him to be the best player on the Ducks this year, so he was already on the team, the best player in our projections for our team projections um, in the season. So, mostly, it's just the Ducks don't. I don't mean to be mean to the Ducks right now, but there's not a lot other than Troy Terry on the team that I think you would say is you know, you know. So I don't know long term. So. Let's let's circle back on where we were on our point projections and standings, and I think it's kind of interesting because there's only a couple teams that are different in terms of our um, projections versus where the standings are right now. And I remember this is a thing that journalists and um, media people used to talk about all the time: is at Thanksgiving you have to be in a playoff spot, and I you do kind of see that trend often. I mean, it's more often than not. But right? like Shane, like 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 Sean said. Sorry, I almost called you Shane. It's really <laughs> <laughs> funny. Funny story. We have a good friend named Shane, and. He had an email that was uh, Sean Shane, not Sean. At yeah. What I won't say the email address, but it was <laughs> so it was kind of funny. It was it was it was <laughs> Shane, not Sean. A lot of people called him. Anyway, I what guess were a lot saying? of people. Anyway, you were asking Sean. Oh, well, I was saying that like Sean. <laughs> now I'm gonna get it all screwed around in my Shane, head. I'm gonna start calling Sean. you Shane. Sean, like Sean said, is that like yes, teams that good teams will continue to be good. So the Thanksgiving kind of benchmark is just kind of a funny thing because, mo- yeah, the best teams in the league are going to be in a playoff spot a quarter of the way through the season, generally. So and you know minus the Bruins, yeah. of course. And, but no. <laughs> well, and the only team really right now that I think is maybe in a position that we would have that would have been surprising to us in the preseason is the Avalanche. Blue I would Jackets. Say. Not the Blue Jackets. Well, maybe the Blue I'm saying Anaheim. on the high yes. The, the yes. players that are really good, or the teams that are good, or we thought were going to be good, that are... I think you said the Avalanche aren't in a playoff spot right now. Well, right? no, but they've it played... It depends how you... Yeah. Yeah. They okay. haven't Luke's played... They've only, comments on points percentage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And a lot of that, though, I think you could you could just look at the Avalanche and their injuries this year and oh, suspensions yeah. and various things, and, and I think that's kind of a clear, you know... That's not too hard to just like say. Well, that was the reason why. Well, now I also would say, just looking at the standings, that Calgary's twelve three and five start is like kind of crazy. Like I don't. I mean, I think that we. Well, you know, it's just we we always liked Montiapani, you know. So that's always, really yeah. always did. But I think that they've had a um, a much hotter start than I think anyone anyone predicted. Probably right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think anybody saw the Flames being like this. I'm not sure if it continues. Well, yeah. Micah uh, added me, or when I said that no one had really thought, I think there were one or two people who thought that the Flames might be pretty good this year, and maybe one of them was. Well, Micah. did he have the Islanders in a playoff position? Because <laughs> that's the comeback here. I, that was my next point. All of a sudden, some people, Don Lucian, have the Islanders in the playoff spots to start the season at their initial projections, and we stood strong. We oh, didn't yeah. put strong. the boosters. We didn't put a booster in there. No, no. We, we, and we we kept answering A on the Scantron for the Islanders. That's what I like yeah. to yes. think about. Next thing you know, they start off horribly. Yes, horribly. Now, yeah. granted, look, they start off this major road trip, right? And then they have COVID issues. Which today it was announced that they have games postponed. Oh, okay. So. Low key, that was because of Elliot Friedman talking about it on the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast yesterday. But that was anyways. his his doing. Low key, I low, said key. low key, okay, low key. He I mentioned it on the podcast, and they were talking about a number. What's the number? Um, which is a good point because they had like seven players, I think, with COVID, 
and it was like at what point do you start canceling games and they're thinking maybe it was 10 um okay that's what ottawa hit or something anyway long story short yeah isn't that i mean i was we've been tracking injuries this year for our game projections and fantasy projections and i mean ottawa's had like they were at one point had like 15 players that were out i remember i saw their they had a bunch of games they had a whole roster that was out it looked like yeah they had a whole they they colorado had that issue too yeah Yeah. there have been a couple teams that have that have done that and it seems luckily. I mean, there there it doesn't seem like it's been. It seems at least from what I've seen tracking injuries daily, it's that most. It's like a couple days, and a lot of times it seems like we talked about this before, but that there aren't any long lasting symptoms that we know of right now, and players are coming back. So like that's good, but it is an interesting thing to think about um, in terms of like the Islanders or where that number is that you would start cancel because they have, did I I don't remember did well, the they're Senators, postponing they're not canceling not, sorry not canceling right? did the Senators postpone games yeah they did they okay postponed several yeah. I think and the Wild postponed their game in New Jersey because they were late <laughs> that was hilarious <laughs> yeah. they're half hour late because they they uh, disregarded the increased traffic on the day before Thanksgiving yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of people no I'm, I'm completely changing the subject but I I can't remember the last time I uh, witnessed a team that actually had a game start late because they got caught in traffic they just or they showed up late yeah they they just showed up that? late. Imagine just showing up to the rink too. They show up at like seven yeah. fifteen, and they gotta get all their gear. On I know, go. and there's like the whole crowd is there, and like the other teams have been out on the ice, and like they're just like walking in, and they don't have time to like skate. I mean, I don't know. We were busy because we were we were on our way. This was on Wednesday, right? I think. Um, yeah. And we were on our way up north because we did Thanksgiving at our parents' cabin. Um, and it was funny because I saw that as we were driving up, and I knew we weren't gonna be able to watch the game because we were on our way up north. Um, and I was like, you have got, like, that's so funny that they're just, I can, and also Luke and I can very much relate oh, yeah. to this. Like, that's Sean, very, and Sean knows we yeah. start every podcast recording late. As we you were mentioned. pretty good tonight. We were pretty decent. We were only like a couple Josh's minutes. computer froze. My computer froze. But anyway, so that's not, I was down here. I was ready to go. Anyway, that's um, enough about that. But yes, we hope that the, the, that the Islanders, you know, are all good at, and recover from COVID. You know, I mean, luckily I think most Almost every player is vaccinated, so hopefully that should protect against any long-term yeah. But in uh, terms of the projections issues. and where teams are at right now, it seems like things are kind of more or less. There's a couple teams here or there that are um, maybe over and under. Uh, but we're also still – I was looking at some of our um, some of our point projections, like our preseason tracking for the public models in terms of where their projections are at. And it's still pretty – I mean, the other thing that's kind of crazy this year is the um, – Teams on the high, like the, I think right now there's, I think I saw this floating around. It's like there's like four or five teams right now whose current pace they would be like the highest per points, like uh, like the number. There's like five teams that are that are currently on pace to have, and I don't like some number of points that hasn't been seen in the NHL. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Sean, or. Shout out to the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> I don't think I don't know if that's that's it, but like yeah, I mean the Hurricanes had a wicked start, eh, and then. Yeah, the, uh, the Panthers. If you look, there's like a five way yeah, tie at the. I mean, they're the on top here. Yeah, and and right now, currently, there are. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, well, this doesn't. There are currently well, yeah, the, the current percentage. There, there's like yeah, there's ten teams or eleven. Wait, wait, actually, hold on one, two, three. I'm counting on on air. Right, right, but they're now. not gonna keep that pace. Like no, I think it's kind of a well, weird no, thing to say. Yeah, but yeah. Carolina's highest... start specifically has been. Kind of oh remarkable. yeah, yeah, and and the the um and the Panthers too have been like really yeah. really good. So you might uh, sorry, my point was more that it's it's hard to look at our um validating the preseason projections quite yet 
be, or so far because uh, you mean the point all the public the, models yeah. point what i'm talking about let me be, let me be clear here because i think that i've either not been clear you, you, or you I was, interrupted yourself i interrupted myself explaining. it's a classic thing i do is i interrupt myself uh <laughs> what i'm talking about is before the season starts there's always a, a collection of people who do uh they model and they make their point projections for where they think teams are going to finish at the end of the year including point, evolving hockey their point totals including evolving hockey and one of the things i like to do during the year is i track how those projections are doing so far um, based on looking at you know point percentage uh, we're not getting into talking about point percentage again but that's how we do it uh, for these point these projections the tracking and it's hard though so far because there are teams right now that are really overperforming what you normally see at this time but it's still kind of early so hopefully in the next like 10 to 20 games those will kind of even out and we'll start to get maybe a better idea um, of where teams are actually performing it's kind of interesting to look at though because um, there are a few teams that are right in spot in line with where the teams were or where the projections were early in the season and it looks like the team right now that is doing the best at that is Pittsburgh which is right in line with where the models were um, and I'm trying to think of the most underperforming one. the most underperforming team right now is uh, let's see most underperforming um, it kind of looks like it might be Seattle to be honest um, Seattle or maybe Vancouver um, yeah that makes sense or Montreal, but like that's on the low end too. Because when you have all these pl- all these teams that have such a high points percentage, you also have a bunch of teams that have uh, under you know where way under what you expect on the. Well, low yeah, end, I was just saying right? like compared to like where we like you you make a chart of that, don't you? What a chart of like most average over and under performance on point percentage. Uh, which one are you, are you talking about? A table? Are you talking about this chart I have up right now on my screen? Look over my. No, screen. No, it's Luke. the table. You have a okay. table that has the. Yeah, difference in sorry, point yeah, per- I do it's right you here. can just look at I could just look okay, I could oh just look goodness. at this if I wanted to okay hold on what was the <laughs> what was the first question say that again <laughs> the biggest underperformer oh, so biggest far. Underperformers. It's yeah Seattle. you have a table it's right Seattle there. and Montreal are the, okay. the table is it on the site or is this in our no studio? this is just this is a proprietary uh, evolving <laughs> wild evolving hockey uh data that you that is not on the site quite yet but this um, is local machine the, the, access only <laughs> the two biggest uh, underperformers right now based on their current percentage versus their preseason projected points percentage um, are Seattle and Montreal that are both uh, underperforming their uh projected pace by about 29 percent in their point percentage and then it's new york uh, the islanders ottawa and arizona um, and ottawa and arizona are an interesting because they're way they weren't they're still not good and they weren't expected to be good but they're even worse than all the models thought they would be um before this and season. then overperforming is is what carolina florida yeah it's Edm- I, uh calgary uh carolina anaheim oh yeah yeah and yeah. florida right now are the three biggest and then it's columbus and the rangers actually um who you know they're they're kind of turning around like Sean was saying, or was that off air? I can't. That was off air. That was off air. Okay, it's a good bit. Yeah, they. I'd have to go back. I think and it's gonna be dated anyway. But like since Veterans Day in the U.S., Remembrance Day in other countries, uh, the Rangers have led the league in five on five expected goals for percentage. Oh, which they were a team that was definitely getting very lucky and. Gaumont even said something about how they need to create more shots and that they've basically sucked from a process standpoint. And so they seem to have like turned that around these last like seven games. And they handled some adversity yesterday in Boston. Uh, first period was kind of rough, especially after they took some penalties. And then like they came out for the second and third and, and played quite well. So um, they're starting to like kind of play up to their 
standings points now. They might have stolen some at the beginning, but now they're like playing up to it. Yeah, I mean, because they they have not in the season they've had some struggles from that, but that's I guess good to see because you would expect that, uh, uh, or maybe not expect that, but they they weren't they hadn't been as good as maybe. Uh, but Luke, Luke, uh, you know, Luke has a, a penchant for really irritating Oilers or Rangers fans online. By well, you know, they, you know, how they could be better is if they would have had Buchnevich. That's how they, that's how they, they might be a little better if they yeah, had Buchnevich. If they didn't trade Buchnevich. Sorry, Rangers fans. Yeah, I, sorry. I was very interested. I literally went on EvolvingHockey.com, went to the, the Rapham skater good, tables, good site. and sorted by Corsi plus minus at even strength, and it's like Buchnevich is right at the top. And if you do that, you're going to see a nice-looking Rapham chart. So I was like, oh, <laughs> Buchnevich, is, that's an interesting name. So I just tweeted it out. And well, then we were on a Rangers podcast uh, before. The, was it was that before the season? Yeah, Blue Shirts. And uh, before the um, – no, it's – wait, Blue Shirts banter. Ra- banter. There's two of them. I feel terrible that I – it's Ryan Mead and Greg uh, Kaplan. Kaplan. Kaplan? Uh, Kaplan. God, I'm so bad with names. Yeah. I apologize, guys. Uh, yeah, I apologize. Kaplan. I knew I, it. Blue I, Shirts break. Blue shirts break. Blue break. shirts break away. Break away. Okay. Yeah. Go listen to them. They're great. There's but, so many blue shirts um, things. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. And I, we were on their podcast. Uh, I, it was either right before the season started or in the first week, and um, we were chatting about some things. And it's and not, we brought up the Buchnevich yeah, trade as if which, they hadn't talked about it all offseason. <laughs> and it was pretty funny. Cause, also, like, I mean, I think that was the worst move of the offseason. Yeah. And I thought so at the time. Um, the trade, the, sorry, the trade of the offseason. Anyway, sorry, we're getting way off track here. We're getting way getting off topic way off here. Track. Well, it's been yeah. about like half an hour, so you, do we want yeah, to was... uh, maybe end this episode, keep this short, and then transition to our other recording? Yeah, I think that sounds good. Was there anything that we didn't discuss that happened in the league? What do you think of uh, uh, Canada's uh, unif- uh, jerseys? Did you see uh, that, that discourse going on on Twitter, Sean? I sort of the did. Olympics. I think the bigger problem wasn't the U.S. jerseys, like Wicked Ugly, like, uh, what was yeah. wrong with like the old designs? Like nothing. Like just... yeah. Well, you need a, We need to choose your fighter, the New Jersey jersey, <laughs> or the the Canada Olympic jersey. Well, a lot. It the... was kind. Of, it was a bit. Uh, uh, there was kind of some debate around the Canadian one. There's some people who really like the new Canadian sweaters, um, and I I thought they were fine. I didn't think they're. But yeah, the the Team US one was. I. It was a choice. I thought it was a choice. That's what I when I saw that jersey, I was like, "That's a choice for design on these." I don't know. Sometimes it's hard for me to 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 judge what a jersey looks like when I just see it in a picture versus when I see it on you know, on like somebody you know on an actual skater. So yes, I kind of I I kind of wait until I actually see them in person on. You need on it, actual, you need to see it on on yeah. the ice because like yeah. the black jersey concepts, for example, like Tampa's black jersey concept looks good, and then like you get them out on the ice, you can't see the numbers. Yeah, like, Philly does the same thing. And yeah. it's like, yeah, we need to like think these through a little bit. We got non hockey people designing jerseys. Like, so the Philly with man. they have like the black box with the white letters. Oh well, that's different too. That's the worst thing in any jersey right now. Yeah, is the Philly the what the, the flyers the away jerseys with that black box for their name that has white letters in it? Have, I Do mean, you, you know, know the story behind that? Should I? Clue no. You in on that yeah, one. you should. If, are we completely off base here for some reason? We are, but we aren't. So you know how their home jerseys, um, they have. Oh my god, I'm gonna stumble on this. They have black lettering right for their names, and so I don't know who the play-by-play announcer was, but whoever was doing like the Philly play-by-play announcing, like probably back like the 70s, I'm assuming. I don't know when this dated back. I just remember this is an old Doc Emmerich story on one of the broadcasts black lettering and the tv broadcast the play-by-play guy was having trouble reading and so he asked him to put a white 
stitching behind it so it would kind of amplify yeah. the name. And so that's why they do that. Yeah, but so they do the same thing on the road. They do the black with the white on it, and they've just kept it. It's like part of the look now. Yeah. But like the home jerseys, that looks like – I don't think that looks – it kind of blends in. But the black, like they sh- – I, I don't know. I, I, Let me go look at these. It says black on white would just be way – it just hurts my eyes to look. I don't know. I I don't remember seeing this in the past when watching Flyers games when they were on the Are road. Are serious? So, it's yeah. like It's just like part of their – their design it's like detroit with the captaincy on yeah. the right side instead of the left it's like just part of the organization it's yeah well and we don't want to talk too much about the flyers anymore because we we didn't even talk about risto in which we really made flyers mad oh yeah fans mad they were mad he might be in the norris trophy oh my <laughs> gosh <laughs> the way flyer fans talk about him you know uh, yeah it was Luke just said, "I well, no, we're not. You know what? We're, we're not, gonna we're gonna end it. We're, gonna we're end not it. gonna get into. We're not it. gonna talk about Rasulain no. right now. We don't have to. No, we don't have to. No, we, we can, can talk about whatever we want we to. Can we can talk. We can not talk about whatever yeah. we want to. And I don't want to talk about yeah. Rasulain. So. But anyway, this has been a somewhat shorter podcast. Uh, stick around. Look, look out. Um, on uh, for if you are listening to this right now, on uh, in a couple days, we should have our first um, part of our kind of hockey stats primer episodes or series or I don't know whatever we de- decide to call it up. Um, so uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for that." So thank you for tuning in. Hopefully you tune into our next episode. Josh and Luke, it was a pleasure. And looking forward to talk to you again in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except it'll sound like two days when I know. you're listening to this when it comes out. We'll be weathered yeah. and tired. Anyway, great. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. All right. Thanks, Take Sean. care, Sean. We'll yeah. act like we'll see you in a in Yeah, we'll week. see you in a week. Bye. All right. We'll see you in a week. <laughs>